Happy New Year and new 2015. This is Tech Law 10 bringing in the new year. I'm Eric Sinrod in the San Francisco office of Dwayne Morris. As always, I'm joined by my colleague across the pond in the UK, Jonathan Armstrong from Cordery. And we're ready to kick things off. Tech Law 10 2015. So Jonathan and I were thinking about um, traveling through five uh, potentially interesting trends to be mindful of as we move through 2015. So, Jonathan, uh, why don't you begin? Yeah, thanks very much, uh, Eric, and Happy New Year to you. And I I thought we might do a couple of these podcasts, one at looking at the year behind and one like Janus looking at the year ahead that we might do next week or something. And um, I've got five. I mean, I think it's been the most significant year in technology law period, I think. Um, I can't remember a year where there's been more developments and where technology law has been more front and center. And um, so it's been a challenge for me to pick just five. But here's my five with maybe a minute on each. First of all, I think the right to be forgotten, truly significant. We've had a couple of podcasts on this already. And by the way, you can always go to the archive at techlaw10.com and listen to podcasts on all of these topics we're going to talk about. The rights we've forgotten, I think, has been truly significant, changed the way in which search engines have operated, but also changed the way in which every business, I think, with, an in, uh, with a presence in Europe has operated, because we're having right to be forgotten requests from debtors, from employees, from suspects in internal investigations, and from, as I've said before, just from bad boys who are trying to clear up their... Uh, dirty past reputations. So I think that's been a very significant development uh, and again one that I think we're going to be working through in 2015. EU data protection reforms, another one on my list. Obviously a topic of much debate. We have seen I think the second highest number of amendments of any piece of EU legislation and those uh, uh, proposed changes to the original draft seem to keep coming as well. So things like security breach, I think, has been uh, a period, uh, a big uh, area of focus as a result of the proposed changes. So my third trend, I guess, is the news of, uh, of hacking, and, and almost everybody's been the victim of some sort of attack, whether that be internal or external. We're obviously seeing a real rise in state-sponsored hacking as well. This isn't just script kiddies anymore, although we know that some of them are sort of hobbyists or people with a a vengeance, but many of these attacks are are very sophisticated and nation-on-nation-on-nation-on-enterprise as well. Um, My fourth is a real rise in the number of social media gaps, all sorts of businesses getting social media wrong, some of them through sitting on their hands and not reacting quickly enough, some of them through not treating the people who are responsible for the Twitter account well, you know, making redundancies in one case in the social media team without having denied them access to the Twitter account. So they were live commenting on the redundancies in the team, all manner of social media gaps. I'm doing some training Uh, for a professional association soon 
uh, and I uh, looked, I've got, um, you know, probably about 200 examples of different sorts of gas of, uh, uh, infringing different laws from election laws. Bear in mind, we're coming into an election period in the UK to um, did, uh, uh, chair uh, information having to be released early because of social media gaps, all sorts of social uh, security breaches and so on and so on. And then my fifth, and I'll be interested to know because we haven't shared this list, Eric, how many hours, uh, hours overlap between each other, is we're still seeing the effects of Snowden. And we're seeing that in all sorts of different ways. We're seeing uh, in continental Europe, for example, works councils using Snowden as a way of objecting to all sorts of things. In Germany, for example, there's a movement to... Uh, stop U.S. employers particularly emailing uh, German-based employees after the German working day has closed. And in part, I think, that's Snowden-related because people think that, um, that the U.S. is using its dominance. Over the weekend, for example, the U.K. Parliament, I understand, had concerns because it worked out that it's uh, email communications were hosted on a server in a country where the U.S. authorities had, uh, had demanded data in the past. And I think we see it in our everyday uh, lives. You know, Prince Andrew, for example, is the subject of criticism at the moment, and immediately he enters the press, then documents, cables are released, which give allegedly the view of one U.S. ambassador on Prince Andrew's conduct at, uh, at a business meeting. So I think the effects of Snowden are, uh, have been with us throughout uh, uh, 2014 and have been seen in, in ways that we hadn't originally uh, envisaged when the news on that first broke. I'm interested in your five, Eric, and whether any of your five in, uh, overlap with mine. Uh, Jonathan, thank you for sharing. That was a very good list. We have a little bit of overlap, not surprising, and there are probably a couple additional items that I have. Um, mine are not necessarily in order. I'm not sure yours were prioritized either, but yeah. the five that, that just came to mind as we were creating this uh, particular Tech Talk 10, my first one has to do with um, cybercrime slash cyber warfare. We're now moving from a world where you know there was some minor hacking once upon a time to very sophisticated hacking and now you know we seem to have you know state sponsored uh, hacks and attacks on the internet so it's really risen i think to a, a much larger uh, concern level and so this then of course dovetails into the whole point of, of security and how much security do companies, governments, and individuals have on the Internet. So that's my first topic. My second topic has to do with uh, privacy slash drones. Um, mm. You know, we're now living our lives, you know, out loud uh, online in so many different respects, and, uh, and even in the real world where we have cameras monitoring us practically everywhere, and we have Google Street View and, and so many other things. And now we have drones flying about uh, that, can you know record people in all kinds of different endeavors, and perhaps once upon a time you might have felt that if you were in your home, uh, you were safe from view. But what if a drone is flying by? I mean, really, we we have very few places to duck and cover and, and know 
that, you know, we're alone, we're not being looked at, or we're not being tracked digitally somehow. So I think, you know, the quickly disappearing uh, semblance of any real sense of privacy is, is a big topic number two for me, and it includes mm -hmm. drones. Um, a topic number three that I have that you don't have has to do with telecommuting. Um, we're getting to a place in the world now where once upon a time, you know, some employees could get some flexibility and work from home a little bit more because we now have remote access and they wouldn't have to trudge in and commute every single day, and that was a good thing. But now companies are recognizing that they can really reduce overhead by eliminating, you know, offices completely and having employees work uh, exclusively from home or on the fly. And then the question is, is that a good or bad thing? And the concern I have with my topic number three is really the, the blurring of work and personal lives and how in some ways we can't escape work anymore. And, and perhaps that's even more the case, even if we're working from home. Um, and then what effect does that have on our personal lives? So that's my topic number three, and I think that's an emerging issue. Um, mm -hmm. My, my topic number four is one that I've had in my own mind for quite a while, and that has to do with uh, Internet speech. Uh, you know, here in our country, we have the First Amendment right to speak freely, and we can do that online, and we can even do that anonymously. You remember the old cartoon on the Internet, Nobody Knows <laughs> You're a Dog. Um, yeah. but, but I think that's really being broken down as time moves on because, you know, as you speak online freely and as you cause harm to others, if what you say is not completely true, that's giving rise to uh, defamation claims. And so uh, mm -hmm. anonymous Internet speakers are being unmasked, and that's my topic number four. Uh, and then my topic number five has to do with uh, intellectual property issues. Uh, you know, we still have uh, rampant copyright and trademark infringement on the Internet, and then the question, you know, arises for, you know, companies, what do they do about that? and how much, uh, you know, enforcement do they seek, and who do they go after and not. And it's a, it's a real uh, dilemma for companies, and it consumes quite a bit of resources, uh, and, and it's not going away. So that's my yeah. five. Uh, what do you think of that, Jonathan? No, I, I, I agree with, with yours as well, and I think it's interesting that there wasn't as much overlap as I thought, really, but I ended up agreeing with your points as well. I mean, I think the drone thing, is certainly going to be significant next year. And um, we've had four arrests in the UK uh, this morning, uh, people trying to get into a military drone site. And I, and I think um, we've had an Australian case, haven't we already, with a, with a realtor, a real estate uh, um, mm -hmm. guy uh, using a drone and photographing a topless neighbor to the property uh, for sale. So I, I think they're great points, and I think they're uh, definitely... Uh, you know, some, I suppose, just underlines my original point, really, that it has been a really significant year for technology law and one where tech laws almost had its tentacles into every area of business, whether it be personal or, uh, or uh, commercial. Yeah. So we're off to a good start here in 2015. And and we hope we have the right not to be forgotten. We hope you uh, keep tuning in and supplying us with ideas. Uh, I think we've probably reached our 10, don't you think, Jonathan? So I think so. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll wrap it up. So this is Eric Sinrod uh, at Dwayne Morris. You can reach me at ejsinrod at Uh You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, 
uh, LinkedIn, and we're hoping you to have a great 2015 as we move forward. Jonathan, why don't you close it down? Yeah, we are. So our very best wishes for the year ahead. Um, probably uh, next week or the week after, Eric, we might do a sort of forecast piece where we're looking at some uh, projections for what will be big tech law topics. I think we've already mentioned a couple. If you have something that you think will be big, particularly something that we've not covered in our podcast already, let us know via uh, email, via um, LinkedIn, uh, via Twitter, or, or just teleport across to us with a message. Send it to us by drone. Yeah, exactly. Do that. Uh, or project it on the side of our houses. Um, and we look forward to speaking to you next week uh, where we'll discuss some of those issues. Meantime, thanks again for listening and have a great 2015. Take care. Cheers. 